Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave. <laughs> Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa. Lisa show. And, I mean, we all experience um, at one point in our life probably what envy is, right? And that's the desire of what someone else has. Well, and it could but be it goes their, to a higher level than just that. Well, sure, it could be. It could be a desire that I, I, I wish I was as smart as them. I, I wish I had as much money as them. I wish I had a wife like them. I mean, and honey, I love you, by the way. But it could be all of these different things that we um, uh, we're not really happy for that person. Yeah, that's we're more it. desirous yeah. of, of of what they have because we don't have it, and we wished we could have it not necessarily happy with our lot in life and wishing we could have a lot more. That's my definition, Lisa, okay. of okay. envy. Okay, sounds good. How's that? Good. Yes. And there's 10 things that we can, um, or that can help us overcome envy. So let's talk about what those 10 things are, Lisa. The first one is an honest admission. So if we do not mm. honestly admit and come to terms with the reality of envy in our hearts, then we will never be able to conquer it. So we have to be able to say, you know what, I am envious it's, of that person because of whatever. It's hard to be honest with ourselves sometimes, right? Yes. I mean, because it's probably not a, a day that goes by that that's probably not something I'm thinking about. Well, I wish I had that or I wish I'd done that or isn't that nice? And yeah, it goes on. You go to someone's house and you thought you had the biggest big screen TV. And, and you go, yeah, and, and what you, you're like, wow, I wish I had a TV like that. So, anyway. <laughs> Blindness to defects does not conquer them, but exacerbates them. So if we're not identifying that we are envious, it just gets worse and worse and worse. We keep doing it. It's like a snowball. Yes, exactly. Running down a hill. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yes. The second one is confession. So willfully giving in to envy is a sin. Therefore, bringing this sin to the sacrament of confession results in healing, because that is a sacrament of healing. Yeah, I mean, if, so if we're going to be dealing with deadly sins, we need to be dealing with sacraments to help overcome those deadly get sins. Get that grace. Yeah, not only to get that grace, right, Lisa, that we've talked about to um, forgive us of our sins, but that sacramental grace empowers us and strengthens us to resist that sin moving forward. Yes, and then we can maybe be better at step one where we can identify I like those that. situations. Right, because a lot of times it's already happened. Right. And we weren't aware of it before right. it happened. Right, yep. exactly. I yes. agree with that. There is an Ignatian concept called agir contra. It means do not give into it, but do the opposite. Instead of hurting the person you envy, do him good, either by prayer or by action. In fact, in um, Bishop Barron's series on deadly sins, he said that the opposite of envy is like praise, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So if someone's like a really good speaker or a really good singer, and maybe you're not so good of a speaker or a singer. Instead of going, well, you know, just look at me. Yeah. Huh? Because... No, I just... <laughs> I'm not a good singer or speaker. <laughs> I was not doing that at all. Okay. I was looking at everybody out there. I'm just gonna go like this from now on. <laughs> okay. But so instead of wishing for something um, that maybe you're not gifted at, you go up to that person and you praise them and say, "Listen, that I really." That was great. Yeah, so I really in, enjoyed that. Yeah, so in place of that, oh man, I, I really, ugh, I, they sing so good. I wish I could sing that way. Yeah, and just, like get hung up on that, then yeah, yeah. just go compliment them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Pray for whoever you envy. Who who would have thought, right? Yep. That's exactly what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. 
and really a prayer of thanksgiving because God has given them certain gifts, right? Right. Um, that, that maybe they don't have some of the gifts that we might have. Yeah, but we don't want to get any comparison, <laughs> right? Right. Okay. I was just saying we should be thankful for our gifts. We should be thankful yes. for our gifts, right? Instead of, of wanting the gifts that maybe yeah, we don't have. that's uh, what I meant. Oh, I, I, I can see that. Well, you're being tough on me today. Um, <laughs> you are giddy. <laughs> yes, I am. Wow. Okay, so this goes back to what we just talked about, compliment and praise. Yep. Give thanks to God. Whoa, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. I mean, so yeah, if someone's doing good at something, I mean, listen, we, we often think when, if there's a beautiful cantor or someone gives an awesome homily, we really do thank and praise God for the fact that, that they're able to do that because yeah. it feeds us. God yes. takes these gifts that he gives to people and he feeds us through his people. Yes. So we shouldn't get caught up in envy because it kind of takes away from what God's really trying to accomplish in us. Yes. Cultivate a team spirit. So yes. let's see. Basically, they talk about if it's um, you're on a baseball team and somebody hits a home run, you want to congratulate your teammate instead of wishing that you hit that home run. Well, we've done a lot of retreats, Lisa, and we've worked with a lot of different people. And when you put a team together, right, everybody does have different gifts. And, and so I love the way the Holy Spirit takes all of the gifts of a team that has been assembled and, and makes them work together in unison for the will of God and the outcomes of that retreat. If we are operating in envy and, and sin... And, or as individuals within the team concept of something like a retreat. And I've been on teams like that too. Mm. So I've seen it both ways and I can tell you for sure um, that being unified as it's suggesting here and not being envy or individualistic um, is, is the way to go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Self-knowledge of our talents. So that kind of ties into what you had just mentioned. Yeah. We each have different gifts. And I see a lot of people, Lisa, that um, they have talents and they don't want to use them because of fear uh, or um, fear of failure. Well, we talk about, I think we might have talked about this on the podcast before about um, God gives us these talents, like the parable mm -hmm. of the landowner and giving out the talents and the them. one guy left you know kept it to himself and buried it and we cannot bury our talents we have to share them yeah and it's out of fear of failure or it's yeah. really out of pride oh, yeah. if you get right down to right, it right because you don't want to look bad failure. right exactly yeah it's very yes. prideful yes makes I sense why envy sitting right on top of pride in that little pyramid that bishop baron talked about yes yeah and create a thanksgiving list so what exactly does that mean at Thanksgiving list? Is that like a turkey, yams? Um, Make sure you don't forget anything. Black-eyed peas? Is it like a gratitude list? Things you are thankful for. An attitude of gratitude versus an attitude of envy. Yes, and I read in a book that when we have an attitude of gratitude, then that's when we receive more of God's graces. When we're closed off and um, selfish and not being thankful, then... God's grace is not being used in the way he intended. It's kind of hard to get, it's kind of hard for God's grace to get in when we're um, all worried about ourselves, right? Exactly. Yeah, it makes, yeah. makes perfect sense. And that's why envy and pride tie in together because envy is all about I. Like, why can't I sing like that? Why can't I speak like that? Mm -hmm. instead, instead of focusing on the other person's talent. Right, exactly. And the last one is Mary's Magnificat. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. 
He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Amen. Amen. I only know that because I do it every night. Uh, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. So first and foremost, what we have to recognize is that, that any capability we have or that someone else has is not on their own merit, Lisa, but it's, it's, it's by the merit of the grace of God that any of us are able to do that. So we as a community of people, uh, we join together in, in using our gifts, but only through the power and grace of God are we able to use them at all. That's true. Right. Yeah. So we talked about last week how pride can seep in very subtly and envy can do the same thing. And I think one of the things that we have to really work on is to really be happy with where we are in life. You know, recognizing that every part of life is a gift, okay? And when we recognize that every part of life is a gift, then we um, are more likely um, to be happy with where we are. Deacon Dave. Emily, Chris, and Lisa. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. The views expressed on the Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa show are our own and not that of the Diocese of Richmond nor any person or organization affiliated or doing business with the Diocese of Richmond.